Welcome inside. This is the JSK Media Sports Podcast. The podcast where we hang out, talk sports, make some picks, and are sure to play some games. If you're behind on sports, stick around, we'll catch you up. If you are up to date, then come listen to our picks and analysis. We got a lot of good things to say, which is why we're here. And anything in between those two things, or you know nothing, or you want to learn more, or just come come enjoy. Come enjoy the JSK Media Sports Podcast. We love what we, we do. Uh, today it's me, but uh, we love what we do, and we hope you listen. I'm Jonah Kligman. I'm here with... I am actually by myself today. Uh, Sean is currently away and left me the rope, so uh, I'm uh, I'm going solo today. I'm going solo, but nevertheless, we got a show. There's going to be a lot of baseball today. A lot of baseball, as of of course, Sean and I wrapped up, you know, the the playoffs for the NBA and for the NHL. So it's mostly baseball. We got the All Star Game coming up and the Home Run Derby coming up in about a month. But before then, we have some some good baseball. I do have to mention that the the reports are saying that the Warriors are getting Chris Paul from the Wizards for Jordan Poole. Big trade. Chris Paul's going to be with Steph Curry. Uh, and the, the details are coming out. Two future picks. Ryan Rollins is also included in the trade. So we'll, we'll, we'll deep dive, see what comes out in the details when it goes official when Sean is back. But for now, I just wanted to get that out. The Warriors crying Chris Paul from the Wizards for Jordan Poole. But I want to talk about, you know, take the time while I'm here. Talk about something a little a little broader in sports, and then I'll I'll tie it back as I always do. I've always had this little theory in sports. And it, and it goes like this: every team has a turn. All right. Let's go through some examples in different sports. The Nationals were pretty good making the playoffs for five, six, seven years. 2019 was their turn. That was their window. The Astros knew that year. We'll be back. The Nets had to win when they had Trey Turner and Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg. They had to win that year. And Max Scherzer and a hot Adam Eaton. That was their chance. 2019 was their turn. Dodgers were good for a decade. They have been made the playoffs 10 years in a row. Lost the World Series in 2017. Lost the World Series in 2018. This dynasty, the team with Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, all these guys, Clayton Kershaw, it they were going to win at some point. The baseball gods had to make sure they won at some point, and it was in 2020. Look at the Astros. I'm going to call 2017 negligent just for right now. The Astros made the playoffs year in and year out, had their loss in 2019, right? They knew they were going to be back. That was the Nats' turn. Astros knew they were going to be back, and they won it last year. These great teams, at some point, it's their turn, especially if they've lost in the World Series at least once. Let's look at basketball. Nuggets on the ups. You knew Nikola Jokic was going to get a ring. You knew he was going to get an NBA championship finals under his belt. And it was this year. This year was their turn. Look at the Bucks with Giannis. Giannis had to win one. 
the Milwaukee Bucks had to win one with this crew. It happened in 2021. Lakers had to win one with Braun 2020. Let's look at football. Similar pattern. Rams and Sean McVay, one of the best offensive coaches in the game. Same pattern. They lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, won in 2022. I know it sounds like I'm just naming championships, but stick with me. Denver with Manning had to win one at some point. Again, took two chances. Same pattern. Lost to the Seahawks. But uh, of course, they sealed the deal in 2016 in Super Bowl 50. So these teams, they get their chance. I do want to talk about Super Bowl 50 real quick. Not for the reason you think. Best halftime show of all time. Coldplay. Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Look, if Coldplay did a halftime show, it'd be the best halftime show of all time. I love Coldplay. If Beyonce, she has done one by herself, but you throw Beyonce, it's one of the best halftime shows of all time. Not the biggest Bruno Mars guy. He was great in this. But then you take Coldplay and Beyonce and put them together. I always rewatch it. Just nuts. If you have a chance, when you're done listening to the completion of this podcast, go ahead. Look up the Super Bowl 50 halftime show. It's at Levee Stadium in San Francisco. It is perfect. But but let me circle it back. Right, Teams have their turn. My point here is this. For the most part, any team that contends year after year after year is going to have the stars aligned for them at some point. Are there flukes? Yes. Are there teams that aren't supposed to win that win? Yes. Are there dynasties? Absolutely. Does this all seem sort of obvious? Maybe. But does this idea deem true most of the time? Yes. I just want to look at the Nats just again as a microcosm. The Astros knew they were going to be back. They knew they didn't have to win in 2019. And obviously they were trying their hardest to win Game 7 in Houston. But the Nats needed it more. They knew they were going to break up the crew. And they won and the crew broke up. But the Nats got their first World Series win. Here's why I'm saying all this. It's the Rays' turn. It's the Rays' turn. They've been on the ups for years. The pattern is there. They've made the playoffs four years in a row. They've had their World Series loss in 2020. It's their turn. Look, are the Braves favorites too? Yeah. Could they totally win? Yeah. But that chip on their shoulder isn't there. I think their window was with Freddie Freeman. And they won it. That was their chip on the shoulder. They knew he was leaving. That was their turn. I will say this though, looking at this theory, another turn, so to speak, you could throw on there, New York Yankees. They've been up in the World Series favorite since 2017. Let's look at their years. 2017, they went 91-71, and 71, and they lost the ALCS. 2018, lost the ALDS. 2019, won 103 games, lost in the ALCS. 2020, lost in the ALDS. Got walked off. 2021 went 92 and 70. Lost in the wild card round. Then last year, once again, lost in the ALCS. But it's about turn and window. Right? I talked about the window with the Nats. The Yankees' turn will come, but their window's bigger. For me, there's always players that need to be there in a window. Right? The, the And sometimes it's overlaps. Mookie Betts with Clayton Kershaw, with Cody Bellinger, 
with Kike Hernandez, with Chuck Peterson, some of those guys, that was their window. I talked about 2019. This is the Rays window. And in terms of looking at the Yankees, who's their window? It's one guy. It's Aaron Judge, and he's going to be there for the next decade. It's Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole, and they have more than five years left together. So that that's their window. It's not their turn yet. It's the Rays' turn. All right, I want to talk about baseball. Pivoting away from this, I know I went kind of big sports, narrowed it down to the Rays, but now I just... I just want to look at the game of baseball and, and me and Sean have gone over it thoroughly what this game looks like. But Tuesday, with the Brewers coming back to beat Arizona, that was the 10th consecutive day that at least one MLB team has come back from four-plus runs down to win. And when I look at that stat, that's not, oh, wow, pitching is bad. That's not, oh, these bullpens are awful. It's that this is the best baseball has ever looked in my lifetime. When I go to Dodger Stadium, one of my favorite places to sit is in reserve. You get to see the whole field. And looking down at the field and seeing two infielders on both sides is beautiful. And frankly, it's new to me. I'm used to every time there's a lefty up, seeing a right fielder and right. So going to the ballpark, eating my hot dog, eating my peanuts, and looking down at the field and seeing two white uniforms on both sides of second base... This is what baseball should be. Baseball has never looked better. And if you look at the landscape of baseball right now, there are so many contenders. And that's why I love the the expanded playoffs is because look at the AL East. The worst team in the AL East is better than every single, is just about better than every single team in the AL Central, which is, and you know, the worst in some division is the best in another division. And that's why that having more wild cards is really important. But really, there are so many contenders. Look at the Giants. Did I think the Giants would be contenders this year? Maybe. A pipe dream. They're in it. The Marlins are in it. That's what happens with these new rules. It is evening the playing field, especially with these stolen bases, because teams can rely on their speed more. So... Looking at this game of baseball, even kind of stripping away just the gameplay. Looking at the records of the teams, look, you still have the bad teams. There is no juggernaut. The Rays are great. I know I talked about how they're my World Series favorites right now. It's their turn. I did that whole thing. I wouldn't call them a juggernaut. It's not like they, there's no super team. And I really do believe that these new rules are doing a really great job to really level the playing field and let different strengths come up. And it's letting guys hit. Look at Luis Suarez. I mean, we could do a whole episode on him. Having these five hit games, three three this month. Because the field's opening up. It's great for the game. Another few five hit games or four hit games will be back hitting 400. Games opening up. And talk about teams on the ups. Right? I talked about the Giants. How about the Reds? Who thought the Reds were going to be contenders this year? There have been over 100,000 instances in the modern era where an MLB team had both fewer total hits and fewer total walks than its opponent over a 10-game span. Only one of those teams won all 10 games. And that one team 
is the 2023 Cincinnati Reds. On June 9th, the Reds were 29 and 35, five games back in the division, six games under 500. They have since won 11 straight and are now alone in first place of the NL Central. They are the first team in MLB history to go from being five plus games under 500 and five plus games out of first to being alone in first place in fewer than 10 games. Have there been hot ball clubs in baseball before? Yeah, it's been happening for 200 years. But is the way this game is being played helping people become tenders, helping people get hot? Oh yeah, look, that's a very specific stat. Forget the numbers. The Cincinnati Reds are on fire. And Joey Votto is back. What did he do when he came back? He hit a home run. And then Ellie De La Cruz, not disappointing, right? We talked about him when he debuted against the Dodgers. After that, he struggled a little bit. He's hitting 321. The Cincinnati Reds are a hot ball club. They have good youngsters. They have good veterans. And Joey Votto back from injury. They are a really, really fun team. The landscape of baseball, this is the best it ever looked. There are a lot of teams that I could genuinely, without a doubt, say that they could win the World Series and feel confident. Of course, right now I talked about how it's the Rays, sort of the obvious pick. But there are a lot of teams that are contending not only to make the playoffs. I did not think the Reds are going to make the playoffs. I did not think the Giants were going to make the playoffs. Forget playoffs. But there are a lot of teams that I could go, you know what? They could win the 2023 World Series. And that's why it's uh it's amazing. It's it's amazing to see. Gotta talk about Shohei Otani. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't ask Sean what time it is, but if I could, he'd say showtime. So I, I just want to talk about him for a little bit because he just played the Dodgers. So I always try to tune in when he's pitching. You know how much I love Shohei, but of course when he plays the Dodgers, I'm tuned in a little bit. This is why the win stat is awful. He went seven innings pitched Wednesday, 12 strikeouts, one and run, and got the loss. The Dodgers handed the Angels their second of three shutouts this year on back-to-back nights. I'll get into that in a sec. But Shohei Otani leads the AL in home runs with 24. He leads... The AL in home runs of 24. And he's second in K's with 117. Unbelievable. I'm not going to get too into Shohei. I'm not going to whip out some crazy numbers. But watching him pitch, it's a blessing. And I think the next time that Shohei and Dodgers are in the same box score, outside of when they come to LA next, where... Or I guess I'd rather say if he doesn't line up for the Dodgers-Angel series in Los Angeles, in the real Los Angeles, next month, July, late July, the next time you see Shohei Otani in a Dodger box score with a P in the box score, is in Shohei Otani's the pitcher, it'll be as a Los Angeles Dodger. I'd be over the moon if he's coming to LA. It'd be great for Shohei And even more than that, it'd be great for the game of baseball. Look, if Shohei Otani signs with the New York Yankees, I hate the New York Yankees, but I'll be happy. He needs to be in the spotlight. He needs to be in the spotlight. He 
He he's a unicorn. He's a miracle. This is it's uh it's unreal. But going back to the Angels in their second straight shutout, who served who served them the first shutout in this series in this two game set, the Dodger sweep, Clayton Kershaw. I want to talk about the word ace. Ace is not the best pitcher on a baseball team. When Walker Bueller was healthy, if you asked anyone at the time, in 2018 and 19 especially, Walker Bueller was the best Dodger pitcher, but he was not the ace. The Dodgers got swept over the weekend by the San Francisco Giants. And what did Kershaw do in the next game? Seven innings, no one runs. Helping out the bullpen, helping out the team. Nine wins on the year. Five of his wins are come after a Dodger loss. That is an ace. Madison Bumgarner in his time, ace. A guy you associate with the team as their stopper, their pitcher. They talk about how Kershaw competes. Look, I'm just I'm just taking the opportunity to talk about Kershaw. But in terms of using the word ace, he is an he is an ace of aces. He is the ace of spades, if you will. But it's not just throwing a good game. When your team is hot and their best pitcher throws a great game, great. Right? A hot Yankees team, Garrett Cole, whatever, six innings, so a runner, no runs, great. But a real ace. This isn't discredit to Garrett Cole. He's an example. He's the Yankees ace. Clayton Kershaw is the epitome, the embodiment of what it means to be an ace. All right, time for our lock. So Sean's not here, but I'll uh, I'll substitute for him. He did get a be he was able to uh, send in his lock. So I'll say it here. But surprise, surprise, Sean Spall won again last week. Angels did the trick over Kansas City. That's eight in a row for Sean. He is on fire and fuego. 11 and one on the year again, eight in a row. My uh, my Orioles last weekend, they doped me in Chicago. Lost the first two. I'm eight and four. So eight and four is uh, not the most thing to be proud of. But when you compare it with Sean's 11 and one, it's uh, pretty measly. So I got to turn it on. So we pick our luck separately. And of course, we uh, it doesn't really matter because if we take the same one, because we pick it over, uh, you know, you can't take the same team twice. We have the same uh, same rules here. We're not exactly against each other, but, you know, it is a friendly competition in a way. But Sean sent in his lock, and it happened to be the same as mine. We both took the Toronto Blue Jays over the Oakland Athletics in Toronto. That pick seems uh, pretty self-explanatory, especially after the A's have come back down to earth. After their tiny heroics that we uh, kind of talked about last pod, if you want to call it heroics, and if you want to call a 19 and 58 record Earth, I think it's more like hell. But uh, who's counting? But anyways, lock it in. Blue Jays over A's at home. So for the fun question today, we can't really do a game after the fun question because I don't know who I'd play it with. I'm going solo today. But the fun question for the day. Is you know the there's always the question if you could be any position in sports what would you be? 
and I've always had the same answer since I was younger. I really should say since I was little, because five minutes ago I was younger. But starting to, I don't need to be a smarty pants, but it's always a closer. You know, I, I always allude to how I love the pageantry and, and uh, you know, the moments of sports, but having a solo pod, I'll get into a little a, a little bit. What I love, and I think many people love, about going to a sporting event, it's so little about seeing the best people in the world play the game. Is that the is that what opens your eyes? Yeah. That what gets you up to do it? Yeah. But we love the walk-up songs. We love the jumbotron. And the closer position is the epitome of kind of this renaissance of this pageantry in sports. Mariana Rivera, first unanimous Hall of Famer, greatest baseball closer of all time. When you think of him, you could hear Metallica's guitar riff. You could hear Enter Sandman. I mean, that was really the first of having these moments. Now it's obvious every every big closer has a song. Everyone has a walkout song. But the closer position really started that. Trevor Hoffman, Hell's Bells, Kenley Jansen when he's with LA, California Love, Keg Kimball, Sweet Child O' Mine. I love the closer position. We've talked about it before. Me and Sean have touched on it. So if I could be any position in sports without a doubt, that's a good closer, not just a closer. I want to be a good closer. You come in, lights go out, get your song. I love that. I uh, I love that position. So I wanted to throw in that fun question. Can't really do a game, but wanted to throw in that fun question. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Wanted to make sure we got one out with uh, with Sean away. So we thank you so much, and I thank you so much for tuning into the JSK Media Sports Podcast. We hope you love this uh, this episode here. If you want to rate our podcast, go ahead. We'll be back to our regular programming next week when Sean gets back. But thanks for tuning in here, sticking around with me for uh, for uh, for 20, 20, 30 minutes here. Uh, I really enjoyed your company and uh, look forward to the next week. We'll deep dive into everything else, deep dive into the NBA trade. But for now, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.